Okay. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Lack of Lepers. Uh, welcome to Contact Colin. I want to thank everybody for being here. Dr. Krim, thanks for showing up. Harmony, good to see you. Hello, hello. All right, so um, today, uh, obviously, this is a call-in show, so anybody who would like to front a topic is more than welcome, and we, uh, we're more than happy to go in that direction. I want to remind people who might not know, uh, who are listening to this ex post facto, that uh, you are free to call in to the show. We do have a uh, Skype number, and uh, again, this is a live show, so we'll be happy to take your call. That phone number is 316 444 3115 again 316-444-3115 before we get into um, what will be essentially our default topic unless anyone has anything else they'd like to talk about I want to take just a minute and review what we did uh, last week which I thought was a very very good conversation last time we looked at um, how the SCP wiki has made compromises with its identity in some ways in that it doesn't seem to be about an infamous level of critique or literary standards whereby uh, products that have been unlike any other are produced and instead seemingly fall into a sort of decadence um, into a status that might be described as fan fiction at least in some spaces on the site and that the SCP Wiki is in ways making itself more indistinguishable from fan fiction and a large part of that is the lack of observance and the primary philosophical ideas underpinning the entire structure of the Wiki and the concept of it and also an increase and sense of entitlement from prominent authors particularly uh, newer ones who feel as though it is their right to only receive praise on their articles and we saw how this was a collapse of rule zero in some ways wherein there were really two situations that contradicted one another that we could see and through this we could see a double standard exists on the wiki and could be pretty silent and unobservable to the average person. So that's why I wanted to go over this again and just bring that out to everyone's attention. So on the one hand, we have the example of SCP-6500, SCP where an individual gave a valid critique of the article and its construction, we'll say, the terms of its construction, and it was responded to by all of the authors, but particularly one who equated the attack with the article uh, and that, that critique on the article as a personal attack, which is in a way collapsing the padding awarded inherently through rule zero, which is meant to sort of give a buffer between the article and the individual who's writing it. And this attempt was, in my opinion, a method to invalidate uh, proper criticism, which, as I take it, uh, perhaps could have been a little too accurate for the liking of these authors. And so, instead of responding to the critique, that was uh, confabulated. That was a way uh, to dismiss the critique as a personal attack so that they didn't have to address the terms of the critique. They could simply cry foul on the terms of it being rude or offensive. On the other hand, uh, on the other side of this um, contradiction regarding Rule Zero, we saw a recent non-disciplinary citation for Decibel, who in their critique of a particular article, it was said skirted the line of Rule Zero that is to say, it shrunk the gap that is supposed to be there between an article and its author in the critique. And Decibel was cited for this. However, there is no citation for that same gap being closed from the other side of the experience, the other side of Rule Zero. That is to say, the side of it where the emotion 
and the perhaps the self-congratulation and the self-grandiosity of a particular author is flattered. So in one case, the production is given excuse. In one side of this rule zero collapse, one side is given sort of a sanction from staff uh, in that it obviously was not you know, cited uh, in any, in any uh, rule-breaking fashion, of course not. And second of all, as we discovered last time, these really, you know, on 6500 directly resulted in the changing of the rules of the 6K contest, specifying that you weren't allowed to make those sorts of critiques in your downvote of something. Uh, if you disliked it in a certain fashion, that downvote was not counted. So that's its own subject, certainly, uh, when it comes to overreach, perhaps, we might say. Maybe, maybe too much oversight on, this, on the staff's part when it comes to policing the intentions of voting. Um, we don't have to get into those details right now, but the logic behind that is a little absurd. It's impossible to enforce as well. Aside from that, we have this contradiction that we've seen where on the one hand, staff encourages this reduction of the gap inherent in Rule Zero uh, and massages authorial entitlement and then that same motion happens on the other side from the critical approach, from the critical side of rule zero, where it closes the gap slightly and it is warned against, it is dis disincentivized essentially. And we talked about his, how this was antithetical uh, to someone like Kalinin, who sort of embodies the philosophies behind what would and should make that crit critical approach uh, celebrated. Uh, and it's not really that far of a reach. It's just really a skip and a hop from this observation to understand how and why it is that the SCP wiki is in ways in freefall and that some of the authors leading the culture have plunged themselves off of a mental cliff, perhaps drunk and intoxicated with the idea of uh, self-flattery. The ironic thing about that, um, which has been an argument uh, that I've posited for a while, is that individuals on the SCP Wiki will disregard all the indication uh, that they are swiftly approaching the ground. And the justification for not being in a free fall is the apparent progress, the apparent displacement that is made from a previous spot. And the assumption being that, that displacement is upward trajectory when, in my opinion, that displacement is straight to the ground. And no one better epitomized the inversion of those cardinal directions uh, better than Clinton's. So that was really basically what we talked about last time. As far as the lack of uh, quality assurance going up forward is, I think that Clinton said something about how uh, there were too few critters and too much dra too many drafts, too many cold posts, too many what have you coming. And I think that that is really where the main the main driver that has taken us where we are now. Kind of the inmates running the asylum, the blind leading the blind, where people who only know critique in terms of cliches and things that they see repeated over and over in the draft forums are now the ones uh, parroting that advice without actually understanding the format they're writing in or what about makes it special or makes it different or makes it unique or makes it interesting or not. Just not having original thoughts, just original thinking is becoming more and more replaced by this uh, boilerplate shared collective agreement that you know, as long as you check these few boxes, uh, your SCP is all right, instead of looking at it from a more sober perspective of like, why are these check boxes here? What am I actually doing? I don't know why, but like, I, I personally don't have a uh, problem with someone taking like, not taking it criticism, like, personally, but if you're gonna be like a, like, like a contributor to the site, you should at least like, be mindful of others, but what happened with six or sixty-five hundred? Or it seems well, I just looked it up. Uh, it seems people really just didn't like, or like the they didn't like the article somehow. Like I didn't, I didn't find that much problematic. But I don't know what did I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's no one. There's something to be said there, which is that no one likes to be 
critiqued. You know, there is this idea of rule zero that tries to pad the distance between an author and a work, but we all as authors perhaps know that that gap is, you know, it's really artificially dilated. It's not really that big. We all have a very, very strong emotional attachments to our work. And on one side of looking at this, um, the assumption that rule zero makes, which is that the two things are separate, in a philosophical sense might not be true. You know, I identify very heavily with my articles, actually. You know, I think that you can, you can read someone and glean their, their ideas and philosophies and, and personality to an extent from their articles. So there certainly is something there. Uh, if like uh, like if someone came to me and said like oh your computer is outdated I would say you know that'd be fair I wouldn't just flash out and say mine's better than yours you know it's like it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and I think that really has analogy with what is going on with SCP six five zero zero because that that article is sort of like the new computer, the new tech. I mean it it. Um, you know, was recently referred to in an interview that we may comment on at some point in this podcast that DJ Cactus did, uh, I think in the last week, where he addresses it as well and notes that it really pushes the boundary, you know, of what containment fiction is. And I think technically I would argue that it is containment fiction, just given uh, how it approaches an anomaly and, and that it does try to contain something. But it's certainly true that it is sort of the new fancy, um, you know, spiffy new tech and if that yeah. is if that's something that is you know prioritized over the writing quality you know that's that's a problem but the two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive yeah that's uh, that's fair to say i think the biggest yeah, issue I, i've go ahead i've been like like a legit someone has uh, said to me like like oh you have an rtx 2070 in your laptop i'm like literally i bought it this last year and it was like fair you know like fair at that time and people are already saying like oh your computer is feeble and numb i'm like like whatever you know i don't i don't have that problem it's like what what is what is going on with scp that that's so fancy schmancy you know it's like weird yeah i mean it's a natural direction to go in i think you know it's pretty obvious you know the um the visual thematics of the site have been relatively minimalist and stagnant for quite a while. So, you know, if we approach this from the understanding that authors are always trying to innovate, uh, you know, we might expect to see something like this. I think that that is fine. I don't necessarily think there's a problem with that. But when it starts to overshadow and upstage what the site should be about to the extent that uh, the differentiation between a good looking article and actually a good, a well written article is uh, lost uh, I think I think that you've gotten into some dangerous territory for a writing site all right so let's uh, shift gears a little bit um, once again the default topic that we'll kind of just sit on if no one else is bringing up anything is recaps and I think we'll have plenty of material here we're on November recaps and they've already released the December recaps so uh, we definitely have um, always always something to talk about I think it'll work out nicely as, as a default um, backdrop and we not last time but two shows ago we're talking about the November 2021 recaps and basically got through a lot of the meat of that which was the ES incident and a lot of um, the reinvigoration of some iffy political ground that has been observed on the on the wiki before shout out to cool dude and his 2018 June logo controversy article by the way check it out uh, but we got through the meat of that and so the remainder of the 2021 recaps is mainly just cotton candy and some fluff to get through there's one question that's interesting and it's this one that's on the screen being shared our chat staff and wiki staff actually separate things and we covered last time a little bit as to why we would want to know that uh, this was one reason given dr. Magnus who ran away from staff and is now uh, essentially a refugee on chat staff. And also we talked about how that's notable because there was this skip IRC ownership change that happened in September of 2021, wherein Magnus was one of the, uh, really one of the most pinnacle 
positions you could be in when it comes to authority on that new platform. We also talked about how this was somewhat of a controversial move, how it was not really announced. Uh, it really did not take into account people's ideas. It didn't really ask anyone what they thought of this. This was more of a fiat move, which basically uh, happened after a snap of the fingers, and that this was sort of in contrast or contradiction, if you will, to the promises that were set forth just months earlier in the town halls. Although, now that I think about it, that may have been 2020. I don't know why, but, uh, like, there's one thing, my, this may be a hot take, but I really don't understand why we're, like, chat and the wiki stuff, sure, should be separate, but I don't understand why SCP can't just get a Discord like other branches. And it's, 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 people are complaining about, oh, there's like a new ownership change. I'm like, how about a new platform? That's, you know, better. <laughs> That's a good point. And in the recaps, they actually talk about how, and we'll hopefully see this, uh, they'll talk about how these, the skip IRC, you know, of course the chat, the official chat of the SCP wiki is this IRC, uh, is dying. And they feel like, um, they've, they've essentially, some people feel as though they've essentially thrown the scraps to this new owner here whose name is Kufat or Kufit. And that's an interesting thing to note because I think Harmony can attest to this because Harmony uh, at one point suggested a Discord and it was pretty vehemently shot down on 05, but it's been the stance of most of the staff for many, many years that Discord just is not feasible. And there's been somewhat of a stubbornness to change platforms, while at the same time, Discord has been a place where SCP staff have congregated for a very, very long time. I was just reading some of the chat logs from Hatrack, which is the administrator chat, from 2017, I believe, and they had their own Discord channel at that time. And so we've seen a lot of other portions of staff slowly move to that. There's a Discord, uh, D-I-S-C hyphen O-R-D, which is the disciplinary team's Discord, and most of staff chat, it seems, from these recaps, actually takes place in Discord now. As much as they want to, they can't resist gravity. That's a great way to put it, and it really highlights that the excuses given for why they didn't want to move over to Discord when perhaps they should have been thinking along those lines a long, long time ago uh, maybe are a little suspect. Uh, the reasons they gave were things like that it's hard to moderate, a voice chat is hard to moderate, which, as we know, you don't technically need to have a voice chat, so that's a strange argument to make. I understand why sorry to interrupt but i just thought i would get my take on that as well because uh I, I remember reading that one article saying oh it's hard to moderate and people can ban evade sure that technically can't be the case but there's been multiple like if you look it up you can find ways to uh ban evade an irc so that really just it seems pointless to me it seems like another excuse this is what uh, hopefully you're talking about. I think this is an article that you may have been just referenced, but it is about how to ban evade on skip IRC. And the reason this was written by an old friend of the uh, community for it, uh, God bless and rest his soul, was that the primary argument really came down, if you read between the lines, the primary argument came down to the fact that you can't uh, really IP ban on Discord as easily as you can with uh, with IRC. So this was really about uh, information control. It was about a sense of control. And then, of course, the point of this article was that uh, this is pretty easy to get around, actually. Anyways, uh, back to what we were talking about. So this this move, this change of the IRC, despite the IRC, as, uh, uh, as, as Dr. Krim was recently saying, aside from it being sort of a dying platform, uh, this was still taken to be a bit of a controversial thing. Uh, in that no one was really uh, notified about this. It came out of nowhere. And once again, this is against the backdrop of the SCP staff just telling everyone, whether it was earlier that year or the year before, uh, I believe it was uh, 2021, though, with the town halls, that they were going to be held uh, to greater accountability and transparency. 
when it comes to large movements such as this. And if you would like to see more of the community's reactions and understand how it was and why it was that they considered this controversial, uh, I would recommend this um, blog post of mine called uh, Too Stupid to be Stupid. So let's get into why this might be important. First of all, I think it's important to understand the structure of something before you hand it over to somebody by fiat. Uh, essentially, if there's no clear uh, lines as to who is accountable to who, what powers someone has, then it's a strange thing to just hand that over to someone who essentially at the time was not on staff. But we see here in a highlight from this is from the actual, uh, I believe it's the October 2021 recaps, this very last box on the bottom. Moose notes that, as, that censuring a non-staff member such as Magnus now would be an overreach, uh, the point being that he's not on staff. So once again, um, one of my arguments that I've floated is that Magnus is really the, the primary perpetrator of the Serastes incident, which is why people like Dexanote and Dr. Mann are being uh, potentially censured and the cry for that is so pronounced in the community. So that's also something to ask this question over because if Dr. Magnus is actually still part of staff, which I would say he is, then that argument doesn't work. But let's look at the actual topic on the recap and see what staff have to say about this. The summary of this topic, which is chat staff and staff chat is that Gee notes that in a previous discussion, many staff members expressed confusion as to why chat staff half-ops were not invited to the staff discord. And again, to Dr. Krim's point, we basically, uh, we basically see that there is a official staff discord now. A discussion arises about whether this would be appropriate and whether chat staff are wholly separate from site staff. So they don't really know. And this is the question that we've been asking, that I've been asking since October and it has finally made its way to the notes and hopefully we can get some resolution here. We can see how it is that they would be asking this question because there is no clarity here. There's a lot of moments where it might argue one way and another moment where it might argue the other way. For example, it used to be the case that SCP Wiki site administrators held some sort of authority over the chat staff and the chat structure and certainly bans are mirrored from the chat over to the site as well so there's a lot of interplay there's not a lot of clarity yeah i'm sure that the staff chat would make the argument that they're having bans mirrored the same way that other communities might mirror a ban from them so it, it just speaks to the influence of the of the disc team or the staff the ability to ban people and have it carry over depending on the circumstances you can see the influence have the knock-on effect on other sites that might not have direct influence but it's the i guess it's a way to exert soft power to have these bans continue to come into effect across other communities not just in chat and not just on the site and that's an interesting point because if it walks like a duck if it talks like a duck if it acts like a duck and that duck is mimicking every movement of another duck you know Maybe it's a duck. This isn't actually the first time that the topic was discussed in this recap. The very first topic of this November 2021 recap uh, mentions that chat staff were supposed to be able to see a, a staff chat discord and merely lacked the appropriate channel permissions in which Dr. Bleep amends this. So it's already actually been stated that chat staff is basically, basically staff because they've been given access to this chat staff. And yet we see some autonomy going on in the chat staff. This is a topic where the skip IRC harassment policy, this is from November 2021 recaps as well, where the staff is discussing whether or not it was appropriate or legal, I suppose you could say, that a new policy was essentially declared in the chat staff and on the skip IRC, essentially by fiat. And that some individuals raised questions regarding this and weren't sure if this was something that really should happen. Is there any say of the site's influence on this? Uh, and uh, is this something that we would like the new owner just to be able to do? 
Here are some tweets from that owner, uh, QFIT or QFAT, basically saying that most individuals who were consulted in this movement from one owner to the next were admins. And I believe this is referencing wiki, wiki admins because he mentions uh, Procyon Lotor down there as someone who should have been informed but wasn't. And again, we see another tweet from this individual who runs the Skip IRC now, mentioning that policies will be drafted and will be in consultation with SCP staff members. And then another thing that adds some confusion to the question of the boundaries and topology of the chat staff and the site staff are that the ownership change was once again done through the site staff and that authority was granted by them. We see here Lilyflower making the announcement who is a member of site staff and also on the chat staff as well. And that's another thing to point out is that there's a lot of overlap between individuals and positions on both chat, uh, both, uh, both staffs. The line is as muddled as it can get. As muddled, and so are the reasons for doing this. I have highlighted here in the statement, and I'll read this, there should be no change on the average user experience on the Skip IRC given this ownership change. And out with those already members of chat staff, network operators will have no say in the running or management of Site 19. The handover will allow for better determinant of trolls and abusive users on the network. We don't have to go into the details. It seemed as though this IRC network change occurred around the time, exactly around the time, actually, as when individuals, prominent critics of the staff were releasing leaked chat logs from staff chat, uh, namely DJ Cactus, and then later this SCP staff chat leak Twitter. These things sort of coinciding, and we see a slight nod to what was soon to occur on the Skip IRC in this bottom line that says the handover will allow for better determinant of trolls and abusive users in the network. And then shortly after that, uh, QFIT enacted these new rules where basically leaking anything was grounds for um, grounds for ban. And of course, as we mentioned, this ban would be mirrored. This is a picture of... I guess if, they, if they're not the same thing, wouldn't they be collusion? Yeah, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Incestuous may be another way. And to that point, you can see this is a screenshot on the screen of the Skip IRC Mirahees, which it's interesting, Harmony, isn't it, that this individual is on Mirahees after all? That is, that is very interesting. Isn't, isn't that? So this is where the Skip IRC, uh, basically the staff newsletter or, this, or the actual wiki about the Skip IRC is housed. So that's interesting. But we can see on the page that discusses the staff members that we have numerous individuals who, as Harmony said, have some sort of overlap or collusion with the actual SCP Wiki staff. Some of these are liaison positions, but we also see that Lily uh, was an individual who was pivotal in the announcement. She was the one who actually announced it. And we see that Dr. Magnus is not a network administrator, as was listed in this announcement, but that he's actually a, a network network operator, which, as you can see in the sort of crude hierarchy here, the network administrator is a higher role than the network operator. I think I said that backwards. In the announcement, it was said that Dr. Magnus would be a network operator right here. But on the actual staff, he is a administrator. So the point That's being... interesting discrepancy. Yeah, isn't that? Um, and I, I think there's probably an explanation for it. Dr. Magnus, as we all know, is the Helenbot maintainer, and so uh, maybe it was necessary to give him these privileges. But anyway, there's a discrepancy. There's a lot of overlap, as Harmony mentioned, between these roles. Uh, some people, like, uh, like Lily, who is the head of licensing at, at this point, they occupy both spaces. And so it seems less and less likely that Dr. Magnus has actually left staff Later, in the recap, we see this line highlighted here on the screen. Kufat does not have the power to appoint chat admins. Kufat has the power to appoint network operators. And that chat men and chat op appointments are, as ever, a matter for chat staff. 
So it seems as though QFIT does not have control over his own staff, which is another confounding note to the puzzle. But it does raise another question, which is who appointed Dr. Magnus in this elevated position of chat admin because it wasn't seemingly the staff who said that he should be an op. Instead, he's an administrator. So who did that? I don't think it was uh, chat staff. Apparently, it wasn't QFIT. So. And then it begs the question, if the staff can insert people into the staff, the chat staff, the hierarchy, once again, whose chat is it really? Yeah, what's the, what's independent when it needs to be and then subservient when it needs to be. So what is it? That's my point. It's exactly correct because it seems to be this amorphous thing that is intentionally left undefined. And it's nice to see that the staff is in staff chat on these recaps addressing this. However, they don't really come to a conclusion at all. There's no real clear answer. And I think that is its own answer. Uh, there's another few areas where we can see some of this uh, confusion. There's this idea that QFIT is somewhat distant, somewhat uninvolved as the IRC owner. Excuse me, this is also confounded by the details. We see QFIT, this is just a uh, clip from a, a recent uh, chat user citation on 05, where we see QFIT actually hanging out in site 17, responding and giving advice in the same way that a, um, a, a basic chat staff member would do. And this is, I think, I just like to lie. Uh, he's, they're saying he's not involved in day to day operations if he's right there being involved in day to day operations. Exactly. Dr. Krim, did you have something else to say? Yeah, I was like, I'm back. And also, uh, I would like to say that uh, I think I figured out why they used IRC. So, you know, the whole immersion thing with like the SCP Foundation? Well, mm -hmm. they wanted to have like a, like a, like a, like a point of some sort. But it's it's clear to me that they don't strive for that. So again, 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 it's just literally a uh, stubbornness. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's, to, yeah, know, no, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And then, as Harmony said, there's really a gravity to this. It's really an inevitability. You can't really avoid this. It's like trying to resist the internet and sticking solely to fax machines. It's just not going to work. And it's been astounding to see that level of denial. Uh, in fact, we won't maybe get to it this time in, in great detail, but the individual who most fervently defended the use of the skip IRC over the Discord, uh, which is Procyon Latour, in this recap is quoted as saying that uh, basically he was wrong. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and see SCP staff leaks. Let's talk about that. Well, this is a Twitter account that popped up around the same time, in fact, uh, just, just exactly the same time that this IRC change happened. And remember that the IRC, one of the first actions that happened after that exchange was that QFIT by fiat declared uh, new policies regarding the leaking of chats and also a blanket illegality when it comes to criticizing individuals, essentially. So... That seemed to coincide very fortuitously with what was happening. And it's my argument in this blog post that's, that's really long that we don't obviously have to get into, but it's my argument that this was sort of an intentionally done thing. It was preconceived, it was pre-planned. That's why it was a quick thing. That's why it wasn't consulted. That's why no one had input to it. It was done because QFIT the month before on Twitter had been stating basically things that would indicate how he would and could change the policies to prevent this sort of thing from happening. So my argument is that the staff saw this happen and enacted the change as quickly as possible so as to give some sort of deterrence to the wound that was bleeding from the site's uh, basically reputation. They're just, they're just really you know, running from thing to thing trying to put up fires without addressing the bigger issues around them because they don't want to acknowledge them. And this is a very, very good demonstration of that on the screen. So this is, you know, the staff uh, leak Twitter, which was obviously, it obviously had something to do with DJ Cactus, if you know the story, released only three chat leaks, screenshots. And the first two were really nothing that we didn't already know. But this one is the third one. And I think this one is significant. I think that, uh, you know, swing and a miss twice, but this was a home run. I think that this is very, very important. I think the importance of it is uh, not fully recognized or stated. So let's take a quick look at this. So this is a 
screenshot from staff chat. And basically what is happening here, I encourage you to look at this. The Twitter link is up top here. You can just uh, search Twitter SCP staff leaks. Yeah, I would like to say uh, as well, the, uh, like, I I agree with with hiding chat logs if it's private, but if this is during uh, IRC and stuff like that, it should be, uh, like, like for example, in Florida, there's a law that says uh, if it's against to, it's against uh, recording private conversations, but if you can hear it from, like, I don't know, like, next door, you should be able to hear it, because at that point, it's public. Correct. And without going into the details too much as, as a tangent, but this sort of discussion, uh, certainly online, certainly in a group chat, uh, is not given the confidential protections of private information under U.S. law. This is essentially talk around the uh, water cooler, and uh, the legal system would say that there is no reasonable expectation of privacy. You would essentially have to uh, criminalize gossip in order to apply the same sort of scrutiny when it comes to confidential information to something like a group chat where there's a number of members in there. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, because by the time it's mentioned in here, uh, you basically are just making the argument from the expectations and hopes of the individuals in there who would like to displace or outsource the responsibility of not saying something they wouldn't like getting out to other people instead of taking that responsibility for themselves. Yeah, I think that's uh, interesting how they managed to, uh, this may be a seem hypocritical of me, but it's interesting to see how they managed to find this so quickly and immediately shut, like, made it against the rules of the site, which is, I guess, another thing of, like, I'm not saying that, like, I think they should be, like, on top of this, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm thinking the fact that they quickly reacted to this is both good and bad. The good thing is that they're on they're on people's cases. The bad thing is that they seem to know this person, and it's it seems to be like a nasty situation going behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I think that someone is entitled to their own ethical system. For example, uh, we we just had a very healthy discussion in the construction of the 2018. Uh, Pride logo controversy in that article's development as to whether or not we would include information that we've obtained from uh, you know what what some people would argue is confidential uh, discussions. That is to say, uh, information that has been shared willingly from a participant in chat staff at the time. You know, cool dude who wrote that article, who I have a lot of respect for, um, basically did not want to include that information. And uh, I personally, you know, that wasn't my take on the situation, but at the same time, I can respect someone's ethical stance, particularly if it is consistent. Uh, and I respect that. And this, indiv- this individual did most of the work for the article. And so, uh, you know, that, that strong, consistent ethical posture, which was uncompromising, um, was acquiesced to. So that, that won. <clears throat> and we didn't include any of that information in the actual article. I don't enjoy it, and I think it basically argues against any possible uh, good in the stance. When you have individuals who are willing to bend rules to do things the wrong way in order to get that desired effect, when essentially it is about protecting themselves, and that is what we saw with the IRC chat exchange, and this chat leak that I'm talking about that I think is very important demonstrates that very, very clearly. Uh, Once again, I encourage you to read this, but this is basically a discussion behind the scenes after the exchange of ownership has happened. And this was not mentioned to anyone. This was not announced to anyone, certainly not to individuals and staff. This was done very quickly, very hushed, very behind closed doors. And so in this conversation, we see individuals from staff in this chat Uh, noticing that this has taken place and also having a problem with the fact that it wasn't announced to anyone. Uh, And the discussion largely revolves around whether or not that was the right thing to do and whether going forward the next correct thing to do would be to actually inform people that this happened at all, which ended up being this post right here on the screen in the uh, Skip IRC announcements. That is, uh, yeah... 
I mean, there should be like an announcement for people so that like people know that there's like an, an owner change. But the fact that it, that has been uh, done without without you know consent of others people's knowledge is a little bit shady. But knowing this site, this isn't. This is just what is, in my opinion. Well, if you look down towards the bottom of this screen cap, Captain Kirby, you know, who's somebody I generally respect, mentions, again, this is not a huge deal insofar as it already happened, just like as long as there is an effort to communicate this to oppers, both past and present. Um, so they basically, and then Dr. Bleep goes on to say that we should, we should tell people, this is, I'll quote him exactly, Dr. Bleep says, reassure people that Magnus, Malice, and Cufit are professionals and have had in real life experience handling information of this sensitivity in the context of professional and financial sectors. Despite any qualms they might have had in the past with certain users, all of these would sooner resign than abuse their position information that they have access to. And what he's mentioning here is the fact that no one really knows this very well, but the fact that Qfit, uh, the owner of the Skip IRC, and anybody in one of the higher positions on the chat staff has access to anyone who enters the Site19 IRC chat and any chat that is housed and hosted by Qfit's Skip IRC. They have the ability to see anyone's IP address and email um, just outright. And that is not information that is given to anyone. That is private information. That is privileged and confidential information that would be upheld in a court of law. Instead of um, that being mentioned to people and that sort of being a consented to thing, unfortunately, it is all quieted and largely the people who are in Skip IRC do not know that their IP addresses and email addresses are visible to individuals like Qfit, like Magnus, and like Malice. That's, uh, yeah, hardly anything to say other than, yeah, that is shady how they got IP addresses, but like at the same time, they're the owner of the IRC, but they should communicate this information, you know. Yeah, it's been a criticism of us for a long time that basically there's a double standard. You have basically QFIT who is saying that you're not allowed to share anybody's private information. If you, In fact, if you look at the language and the legality of it, QFIT is saying by these new policies that he input immediately after being given the ownership of the Skip IRC, that you're not allowed to share anyone's chat uh, logs, not allowed to share any chat logs, doesn't matter if it's private messages or a certain channel that you're in. And the irony of that is that Qfit himself is sort of the most embodying individual when it comes to breaking that rule because, again, this individual has access to everyone's private information without having to tell them that he does. And that is with private information while the subject of the policy fiat declarations in the skip IRC actually legally have to do with public conversations. So in, in other words, Qfit is saying that he can share because he does share with the, with the uh, site staff people's IP addresses and he's actually uh, documented as messaging people's internet providers to tell them what horrible people they, that he believes that they are and how he believes they should be uh, punished by uh, denying them access to the internet. Um, basically, you have Cupid saying that he's allowed to do that with private information that he was not given consent to, to view, but individuals who are participating in a public conversation are not allowed to repeat that public information to anyone else. You know, according to the United wow. Nations, access to the internet is a human right. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's here somewhere. I don't want to try to dig for it because I'd be here forever. But uh, basically, there are there are plenty of images, um, and I'll, maybe I'll just put it in the show notes. But there are plenty of plenty of images of Qfit uh, declaring that he shared someone's IP address from the chat to the site so that they can you know do a, do a more meaningful ban, and basically that he gave uh, the internet provider of that person uh, a message because he Qfit felt like it was the right thing to do. Nark. Yeah. Okay. yeah, DJ Cactus, man. Not a good person. He shifts on a dime. Well, he's a wind vane. He goes but... from posting the most controversial <laughs> thing to Yeah, he's certainly a wind vane. The offense of it being ripped. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much about his moral character. I, I mean, I'm sure you know, it's a lot easier to be very rude on the internet. I mean, if we put us all in the same room, I'm pretty sure we would get along okay. Uh, but certainly, I think, uh, I think the choices that he makes and the statements that he makes, uh, unfortunately, you know, he is unfortunately mountainous. So basically, anything that he says or does has uh, seismic or tectonic ripples. And unfortunately, I don't think he wields that responsibility very well. Yeah. I want to welcome uh, PX. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Thanks for joining us. I would like to call him PAX, but, you know. There you go. Whatever. Yeah, let me know. I mean, obviously, you always know that somebody's reading something when they pronounce it wrong. That's somebody who reads. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, I'm just going to go through these slides. Uh, we've kind of gone a little all over the place, which I'm which I'm happy to do, obviously. Wait, wait I have go a ahead. before yes. I, I forget it, and it's too far. Please. It's, uh, like, run like the wind. <laughs> right. All right. So, okay, thank you for indulging yeah, me. Yeah, anyway. anytime. Happy to do it. And basically, we can skip all this because we've, we've basically articulated this enough. But I go through more, more instances where individuals are basically saying that they don't understand whether or not the chat staff is part of the, uh, the site staff. But let's get to the summary here so the summary is that there's very serious confusions obviously um, one of them is what the heck did administrators vote on in the supermajority to give QFIT skip IRC control and have that whole skip IRC autonomous from site staff only to bring it back under the purview of site staff a little while later there's a lot of leapfrogging going on as to who is top dog and, and once again no one understands why? Yeah, that's like giving a uh, in TBTT logic. That's like giving a uh, Pop Bob, uh, like the infamous troll on TBTT Minecraft server, so much power. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and what makes it more confusing is that when the admins apparently voted in a supermajority, who we will see, I think we can look at it here. Basically, Moose uh, expresses their disapproval of, of QFIT being the owner, so we can assume that, that Moose was not a part of this supermajority that QFIT states was uh, basically what gave him power. But when they it was gave, totally only with active and not reserve admins or something. There you go, probably. Good point. But when they gave this authority to QFIT, they simultaneously, it says in the notes, that they simultaneously removed themselves as participants in the authority of skip IRC when previously they were the ones who sort of oversaw the whole thing so in giving the ownership to QFIT they took away their own authority only to bring it back once this discussion happened on the November 2021 recaps and said that they could basically establish chat under the skip IRC they could ask QFIT to step down they could uh, enact a, a, a staff-wide vote to determine whether or not someone should be a staff member on the skip IRC so this makes this makes the situation less clear and then we have a couple of other good questions that I think are here uh, why was the decision so rushed without any sort of input from the rest of staff chat staff or site staff and why wasn't this democratically decided we are talking about people who will be in ultimate positions of authority and we just saw quite a scandal when it came to how Individuals of the community did not want certain people elevated to such roles. And of course, I'm speaking about Procyon Latour's potential adminship. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that, why in a society, that's what was my point was, like, why didn't anyone else just have a say in it? And why did they give QFIT so much power, uh, particularly when it came to a structure and a system that have no clear answers as to who is running things? or who is answerable why why do they give everything to qfit people will later say that it's because they think it's dying i don't think that's that's a very good reason to hand over something so meaningful to someone who uh, has a track record again of, of violating people's um, privileged and protected and confidential and private information but also somebody who in just a few months prior quit staff because of the idea that the recaps would be happening in general. That is to say, QFIT was very tolerant of taking other people's private information and making that democratized. 
And when it came time for him to experience the recap side of his conversations being made more public, he decided that was a good time to quit staff. And yet we see him being given ownership of the of the whole thing here, which is a little strange. I said you gotta love that friendly meme, like right the Futurama. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I love it. This one this one says you can't see it all, but it says insanity or just stupid. And my, my point is that it's neither. It's too stupid to be stupid. They're playing as dumb so that they can excuse their actions. Harmony, what were you going to say? Yeah. Uh, I, I forget. I'll say something new now that I just thought of. It kind of reminds me of the boss tweedering of the democratic political machines in New York City in the early, of the late 1800s. You know, you see everyone's, everyone's in each other, a little bit in each other's pockets. Everyone's helping each other out. The only thing that's missing is money changing hands. Yeah, it's a political machine, and that's kind of what we're seeing here. Uh, very well oiled. Um, like I said, this this whole change, which is a very dramatic change, was done behind the scenes. It had to be approached by their chat members to even um, you know be brought up publicly so that people could know about it. And once again, people had a lot of issues. Uh, one person who stands out is Sir Slash, who had a lot of issues with that. But anyway, um, DJ Cactus also had some problems with that. This is, as on the screen, you can see a tweet from him back in September 27th, uh, 2020, This was just days, maybe the same day as the ownership change, and he was certainly calling this out. And he says, fun fact, this change was rushed through without allowing staff to discuss it as a whole. And you'll remember that by this point, DJ Cactus has several moles in staff chat, so he understands the details of this very well. And he says, I can't imagine that they would have been keen on getting Magnus involved again. I have to imagine the reason they're so bold now is that we haven't leaked anything in a while. And of course, this is when what... When he says we, he's talking about the yurt. Yeah, I wonder who he's talking about. Hmm? I guess mm, I guess it's just, uh, you know, maybe it's just your preference of uh, proper nouns. But Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just crazy and there's no Discord server. That's why he's using a... a the royal he's just using the royal we there that's what he's talking about no no group behind him no uh political machine supporting his ideas uh, politically it's like i remember seeing a meme of like pronouns for lgbt it's like that he she they and and it shows a communist symbol we i think that you're i I, I, I can't quite hear you but i think not i don't think you heard but i meant i just meant the the royal we pronoun isn't he's referring to more than one himself in a Uh, part of a group yeah yeah, we, we, by the way, should and at some point get into a discussion of philosophy of gender uh, and, uh, and identity. That's something that's very interesting. So um, this is another topic that shows up that has to do with this. And it's basically an individual on staff named uh, Athena Dora, who's been around for a very long time. This individual attempts, and I'm, I'm reading from the actual recap here, Athena Dora attempts to ping all staff while bringing up a series of tweets from DJ Cactus made four weeks earlier regarding the recent handover of Skip IRC. And that's what we just saw in this uh, screen cap here, which is these tweets. So basically, DJ Cactus was calling out that this was done in a very nefarious, it seemed, way, certainly something that wasn't very transparent or honest. And this is four weeks after that. Athena Dora is pinging all of staff, which is a no-no. Harmony can tell you, anybody. Actually, Harmony can tell you when it comes to the SCF Discord, too, can't, can't you? Yeah, I uh, people get mad at me when I do that, but it usually works out, so I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Fair enough. And that's really what happens here is that Athena Dora pings everybody, and she is very concerned uh, because apparently she had a role in something to do with getting QFIT uh, the job. And so she's uh, here very upset about um, DJ Cactus calling this out as something that was done immorally and I, I think it's interesting to note because obviously Athena Dora did not make the decision uh, Athena Dora was somehow in the causal chain according to her uh, but it's just strange that such uh, I guess I'll say anxiety is apparent in someone who was so removed from this incident and also it was so removed chronologically once again this is this is a month after it happened where someone is pinging all of staff to ask whether or not uh, they think DJ Cactus's quote-unquote conspiracy theories are correct. It's always a conspiracy theory if it's something that makes you look bad. Yeah, give, yes. it, six, give it six months, it'll be a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but here's uh, what I was talking about earlier, so I wanted to show you guys this uh, screen cap. It's basically Procyon Latour notes his belief that the IRC policy is quote-unquote slowly approaching 
heat death. He states his understanding that the IRC will remain open for as long as its activity sustains it, but believes that the chat is dying. And that's in- interesting to see because uh, basically Procyon Latour was someone who sharply criticized any attempt to get off of IRC historically for years. And at the bottom of this page, hopefully you can see it on the screen, I have uh, Harmony uh, in an old name uh, talking about this and recommending um, a Discord channel uh, uh, not to replace IRC but supplement it. And then, of course, a screen cap of Procyon Latour basically saying that uh, this was a ridiculous suggestion. <laughs> if they want to go with the retro thing, they can just go with TeamSpeak and get their IP leaked. Yeah. Hey, that's what they did with IRC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another good point. I don't think you can just at will see people's IP addresses and email addresses on uh, Discord, can you? Yeah. I don't think so. so. I also haven't tried, but uh, I don't believe I had seen a button that says look at every, docs everybody on the channel. I doubt that is there, but that is something that happens on IRC, so maybe that's why people want to be there. And another thing to mention is that maybe that's contributing to its death. I certainly know that if I was on the staff, of course, this being a highly politicized environment, a highly competitive environment, I certainly wouldn't want somebody uh, who is perhaps on relatively uh, the opposite side of the aisle or maybe someone who doesn't like me personally having de facto and by fiat access to my personal data with the possibility of getting in touch with my internet service provider, for example. Uh, simply because I have to go to the IRC to participate in staff discussions. Seems like a pretty big disincentive to go there to me. I certainly wouldn't want to. And if we look back, we actually see that discords have been mentioned and suggested for years. This was 2018. Uh, but like I said, there was at least a, a administrator discord in the year 2017. Oh my God. We've been suggesting this thing for years. We've been warning them, and they don't listen. It's the perfect sci-fi ending. <laughs> yeah, but it's not only that they don't listen, it's that they ridicule you if you bring it up, or if you ask. Don't you ask for uh, for our outdated IRC chat. <laughs> hey, SCPD has a, has a freaking Discord. I, mm-hmm. I, I went over there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... that's not it's a cesspit but at least it's there Mm -hmm. and that is a perfect segue thank you because the relationship between chat staff and the site staff in many many ways mimics and mirrors the relationship which is fuzzy between the site itself the site staff itself and the scpd discord which in the vacuum of any definitive movement from staff to discord or from the site to discord in these past years has sort of taken up the mantle uh, as the unofficially official uh, discord of the SCP wiki and to that point if we yeah if we look back into recap something that has been very apparent that I've been keeping an eye on is how many times the SCPD is mentioned for example this is the I believe this is the October recap it is and just a quick screen cap Perhaps you can see it's a little small, but the search for SCPD results in 19 matches. And there are similar figures for different recaps. Some of them have much, much less. But more interestingly is the manner in which SCPD is mentioned. You have basically it being brought up as a forum uh, where comments, questions are ported directly from SCPD. And I'm guessing the meta, uh, the meta channel to 05 discussions and staff chat discussions and that communication line is bi-directional so you have basically staff replying um, directly to the SCPD so it just seems functionally these things are official in fact if we look on the site we see and notice that SCPD has hosted numerous contests on the actual SCP wiki uh, quote-unquote unofficially and it seems as though another intentionally gray area where if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Yeah, I remember saying I was gonna say earlier, oh, and I said it and then I, I lost it again. So, oh no, I remember now, I get it. I have, I'm grasping the thought fully. 
I remember it was Talleyrand who said that it was much better to get ahead of something that was inevitable rather than to try to hold back the dam of history and be swept away by it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's exactly what we've seen here. SCP staff tried to uh, have a dam against the tide of history and it's gone way past them. And now they're the, the site 19, they've lost control of the primary space, the venue, like the, where the zeitgeist of SCP is. It used to be in site 19 and now it's in SCPD. So by doing so, staff has lost control over one of their, they, they've let slip one of their institutional advantages. Yeah, and that's really a nice microcosm of what we've seen in the history of containment fiction. Uh, this was mentioned in the new um, Config Wiki article on the 2018 Pride logo controversy, but basically the most important result of that, why I think it's the most important thing to ever happen in the history of containment fiction besides its creation, was that it decentralized the idea of containment fiction itself. It really demonopolized anti-trusted the SCP and we see that sort of happening in fractal again and again in smaller replicas this is certainly one of those where they seem to be losing control of a, of a number of things yeah their intellectual monopoly has come to an end they're still they're still the biggest player they still have the most content the most authors the highest uh, quality authors in in concentration I think that there's people who are just as skilled in other config sites but they obviously just by the numbers game they are gonna win on quality because they have the most people who can make quality and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Harmon. I'm no longer the only game in town. I wonder how much of this uh, franticness, when it comes to this, this loss of, uh, you know, intellectual grip, has to do with their penchant for sanitizing discussions wherein they might be reflected poorly upon. Yeah, I think that absolutely the brain drain from there is real because if you can't have those real conversations, those real discussions, for fear of uh, politically stepping on saying the wrong thing, stepping into a minefield that, you know, obviously there are good things that are reasonable limits of conversation, but when you have to walk on eggshells just to have normal conversations about your content and your culture, then you're, 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 you've moved on from a reasonable level, level of caution to being just uh, sanitizing yourself for the sake of uh, a politeness that everyone kind of resents. And if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, in fact, I've been wanting to actually do some sort of article about this for a while, but the SCP Discord was at one point approached by staff, and Harmony, I think you were a part of this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, basically the intention was to capture it as a vassal state. So in other words, the SCP Discord arose sort of as a groundswell and an organic thing, and it got so big and carried the name of SCP that it was felt that some sort of incursion politically was necessary to bring the SCPD to a sort of heel. Would you say that's correct? Uh, it was not a, you're, you're thinking of when it was the year that we, we all went together, we decided that SCPD would be a great platform for us to further our ideas. So because we could, all we had to do was, bef we, we didn't like how it was being run and we thought that we could do it better. So we all got, we befriended Modulum, the owner of it, and we convinced him to uh, fire all of his mods and replace them with folks from inside of the of SCPD, and it was very successful. That was that was the biggest, I think, thing that made the the year go from just a group of friends in a Discord server working together on projects to being an active political machine. Because we went from doing stuff like even when they were doing ACS and the Wanderers Library, like the Wanderers Library was still not quite completely run from SCP, just everyone who was running was in SCBD and talking together and that's where we had the idea and that's where and that's where we decided to use it as a as a playground for CSS and what have you. But when we took over SCPD, that was really I mean it was explicitly planned as kind of like tongue in cheek but planned as a coup. And it was a coup. Just a nerdy internet person coup instead of a political country guns and shooty wooty tooty kind of coup. But that's uh, that's I think that's that is the instant that you're you're thinking of, I believe. And I think I believe that uh, Alma really references this in this one of the first pieces that showed up on the magazine. If you haven't read it, called SCP and Me, where uh, they were a participant in the Discord and was sort of around when this new setup, this new regime of leaders came in. And I think uh, that they had to say that the culture of SCPD changed quite dramatically at that point. Yeah, because we were going around uh, enforcing a new 
we had it was a new it was a new regime. So of course the culture is going to change. Culture starts at the top, and if the to your top's been decapitated, you know the old body's going to wither away, and the new one's going to come in its place. So that is certainly something else to discuss because we see SCPD being catered to by the staff these days. In fact, that's really why the ES incident got so big was because those concerns arose from the SCPD. Uh, as I read as I read about it in the November 2021 recap. And the expectation of SCPD to have an official reaction, I think, is there because there's been such a system of bi-communication going on, such a well-traversed road, such an imprint from that tra uh, traversing between the site staff and SCPD. So we see these, the chat staff being one of them, SCPD being another, these sort of constellations of SCP um, where there's some gravity connecting the two but they're not really certainly um, the same thing and just to get back to rounding off this November 2021 recap the idea of whether a chat staff is part of independent of subservient to or officially sanctioned by site staff really is never never really resolved so we're left asking the questions is the skip irc an official part of this of the site and the staff or isn't it uh we have to make concessions like okay so the channels on it such as site 19 site 17 what have you are not but the greater umbrella of skip irc is i mean it's it's a very strange thing that's going to continue to breed sort of ambiguity uh places where abuse can take place um, and uh, individuals who uh, might have gotten too much heat could take refuge. All right. Um, and we have almost come up on our hour, so I kind of want to just blast through this real quick just to see. There are some things that still need to be talked about here, so we'll probably call it, call it a uh, podcast, and tomorrow we'll do this at the same time. I appreciate everyone for being here. Uh, Jane Bond, Dr. Krim, Harmony, and PX. Appreciate y'all being here and contributing. And this will hopefully go up uh, by the end of the day. So look for that, and I'll share the link into the lounge channel. Does anyone have any closing comments? Uh, so long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we will take this uh, tomorrow, and I really appreciate y'all being here. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.